You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's the weekend of Friday, May 28th, 2021, Memorial Day weekend during our 26th year on the air. You might remember we were born on the radio and raised by technology. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And we thank you for tuning into tomorrow. What's new and exciting? We've got some tech news. We've got more calls we're going to get to. We're awarding more prizes for folks that are participating. And you want to call in these days, trust me, because we got extra good stuff that we may be able to share with you very soon. Yes. And before we get to our tech news, we just want to remind you to please remember that uh, this weekend is not about a mattress sale or getting a great deal on a new car. So it's uh, remember the true reason for Memorial Day is uh, remembering all those who gave their lives in defense of our country. Yep, exactly. The men and women in our military, we thank and remember them. We're not thanking and remembering on this weekend in particular veterans or current military. They have their days and, and absolutely appropriate. But this is Memorial Day weekend. So as you're doing your barbecues and gathering with friends uh, and doing whatever you need to do social distance-wise and all that, that's terrific. And enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. But remember those fallen troops over the many, many years. And thank you for reminding us of that. Some tech news and commentary. Clubhouse, by the way, topped a million users for its recently released Android app, and it expects to reach 99% feature parity with its iOS counterpart in the next two weeks or so. So apparently you iPhoneys have had full use of Clubhouse and 99% in the next couple of weeks for Android if you're into Clubhouse, and I don't mean Mickey's Clubhouse. Well, that's just because iPhones are better. No, that's not true. Well, and, and as uh, I think you could even attest, you know, as we've been testing this uh, Acura MDX, that at least the Apple CarPlay, you have to admit, seems to be a little bit better than your little, uh, you know, rinky-dink uh, Android Auto. Rinky-dink Android <laughs> Auto. Android, which <laughs> far outweighs Apple's devices worldwide by far. I mean, not even close. Rinky-dink. Yeah. Now, what makes you say that? It's been working fine in the car, but big but, but, but deal, so Apple, is your Apple but, but Play. My Apple CarPlay works better. How does it work better? It does the same stuff. Well, even well, we were even talking about how even, even the Google Maps on the Apple CarPlay was better than the Google Maps on the Android Auto. Yeah, that part was sad <laughs> because that is Google. Hello. And, yeah, my maps from my phone, Google Maps, were not playing as well as Google Maps did on your iphone Sling has started testing a new version of its app, currently available to select individuals who access the streaming TV service through Amazon Fire TV devices. The highlight of the redesign is an updated home screen. Sling says the interface will help you discover the TV shows and movies most relevant to your interests with a new section dedicated to content that it thinks you should check out because we all know that those are just so accurate. Yeah, like how many times has Netflix recommended 
garbage to you because you saw something that might have somehow almost kind of sort of been related to something else you may have watched. I actually tried out that uh, Netflix play anything or play something, whatever they call it, uh, feature where you just select something and it'll just, based on your watch history, or your, it'll just play something it thinks you like. And I kept skipping through things because nothing that it was showing me was something I wanted to watch. So you won't be using that feature again? No, probably not. <laughs> um, now, for, back to Sling. For those who prefer to use the guide to find something to watch, they say they've made it easier to save favorite channels as well as filter and alphabetically sort them. They've also added a dedicated DVR tab that allows you to manage all your recorded content from one place. Cool. Now, I use Sling TV on a Fire Stick, and I've not yet gotten the updated app, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, because, frankly, the, of all the streaming services I use, I have actually found Sling to be among the most clunky. Oh, really? Yeah. Among the most clunky? Yeah. I thought you liked it. I, I, I like I like the content. Yeah. But the app itself, it's hard to navigate. It's hard to find oh. stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this uh, new and improved app, and we'll see if it uh, improves. All right. So stay on it and keep us informed, yeah? Yes. Got it. Speaking of informed, Sony informed us that they have plans to grow the PlayStation Network community to 1 billion, with a B, users. They said its recent streaming partnerships with Disney and Netflix and the development of AI technologies are part of its ongoing strategy. A billion users for the PlayStation Network. Wow. Good for them. I mean, holy moly. It's entertaining a lot of people around the world. Twitter has deactivated the automatic image cropping function on its platform (laughs) nine months after the social media platform first began receiving complaints that the feature crops out black faces from photographs. What? Some Twitter users last September began noticing that when they posted a photo that featured both a black person and a white person in the image the black person would often be cropped out of the picture in preview. Oh, my gosh. Twitter at the time said that it had tested the image preview cropping algorithm before the feature was launched, and it didn't find any biases. But they later admitted, quote, we've got more analysis to do. (laughs) (laughs) Why were they cropping to begin with? I mean, now they're not. I guess it's cropping for the preview, and then you click on it to then bring up a full image. Oh, please. So so they're they're reworking, apparently, the automatic image cropping feature, and we'll see if it comes back. Aye, aye, aye. Here's Jeff in Atlanta, Georgia, listening to us on AM 920, The Answer. And we love you for it, calling in using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Jeff. I like to watch cops and those kinds of shows on TV. Have you ever heard of a EMP, a small electromagnetic pulse coming from a vehicle to vehicle that could stop these idiots that are driving down the highway 90 miles an hour and hitting people, killing other people. Just a thought. Thank you. Great job. Congratulations on 25 years. And Dave, I hope you recover quickly. Oh, well, thank you, sir. 26 years, but who's counting? And uh, and thank you for making reference to my vocal cord surgery coming up in another week. I hope I recover quickly as well. I hope I recover because that's the main thing. I mean, God forbid I have no hope, voice. We all hope you'll recover. Our well, paychecks depend on it. Yeah, just because my name's on the logo. <laughs> but come on. Um, I've never had this going on four months now, like laryngitis and all this issue. We're going to see what happens. But, Jeff, there have been attempts at similar things, but none of them have really worked. The EMP itself would be too destructive since there's no real way to channel it to just one car. And there's always the risk of affecting the car that it's being fired from. 
but there have been electronic guns that have attempted to disrupt the electronics on cars, usually not very reliably. Yeah, the most promising system actually came from GM. They built a feature into their OnStar system that could allow cops to ask OnStar to disable a specific GM vehicle. Mm. They could send a signal to the car that would stop the engine from being able to accelerate, but that would leave the power steering and brakes operational. It was supposed to be able to stop the car and avoid any damage to anyone else from an out-of-control vehicle without the ability to steer or brake properly. Overall, there wasn't too much interest in the idea, and though it was live for a few years, we haven't really heard about it in a while. Yeah, now there are better solutions out there, and as a former police officer, boy, anything to help a speeding car or be able to slow them down or stop them. Um, But there are things out there that can allow safe, long-distance tracking and end the chase in a different way. For example, there are some early sticky GPS trackers around that can, in theory, track a car discreetly after being fired on it. Yeah, and the idea behind those is that cops can continue the chase via GPS, and the person running away can think that they lost them and slow down sooner, um, if nothing else, just to blend into their surroundings. Uh, They can still be tracked, though, so it can be followed more discreetly and stopped where it's deemed safer. Yeah, and usually a police helicopter in pursuit, or a news helicopter, (laughs) even if squad cars back off. uh, Jeff, I hope that helped you out. Unfortunately, there is no easy fix. But stay tuned into tomorrow. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline, somewhat voiceless still, working on it. In our 26th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech. All sorts of cool things available today and into tomorrow, whether they be gadgets and gizmos, products and services, whatever the case. We would love it when you participate on the program. And it's very easy to do. We've got even a brand new way for you to do that. When you visit us at intotomorrow.com, where, of course, you'll find all of our audio and video links to all of our guests, so you can see the guest and see the products we're talking about. And, of course, also subscribe to our free podcast. But now there's a new thing on the site. On the right-hand side, on any device that you use, your phone, your tablet, your computer, you'll see a little red Ask Dave microphone button. And you can click that and ask a question, make a comment, help another listener, whatever you would like to do, and participate that way. So between that, we've got app calls, uh, web calls, and even the old-fashioned way still works. Anytime, 24-7, 800-899-INTO. That's 800 899 Four six eight six. We want to hear from you. Our next guest sells an omnidirectional treadmill, if you will, that lets players walk and run, and even walk and run backwards. All kind of fun stuff inside video games and VR worlds. He's the founder and CEO of Virtuix, and his name is Jan Goodluck. Jan, welcome back into tomorrow. How are you, sir? 
Very well. Thank you, Dave, for having me. Pleasure, it, pleasure to be part of your show. It's a pleasure to have you with us as well. You're doing something quite unique. And, uh, and Chris, of course, is also mixing video. And in the control room, they're, they're watching the video of exactly what this device is. We, I was reminded by one of my producers that we interviewed one of your associates at the Game Developers Conference way back uh, in 2014 uh, when you were introducing this, mostly for arcades and maybe shopping malls and, and big operations. Uh, we were even more excited when we heard that you will be introducing a version for consumers. So first of all, tell me a little bit about the company that you founded, and then let's get into the goodies. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, we, we sell the Omni. The Omni, as you mentioned, is an omnidirectional platform um, that lets players walk around inside video games and other virtual reality applications. So it's a wild experience. Um, we've been around for a few years as a company. Uh, we were one of the first companies in this new wave of virtual reality innovation. Uh, in the last few years, we have focused on the commercial markets, mm-hmm. uh, mostly VR arcades, entertainment centers, and sold our, our attraction to those type of venues. And now, uh, excitingly uh, enough, we are bringing the Omni to the home. That is our next our next phase of our company, to bring an Omni system to consumers for home use. And I don't remember at the time, again, way back in 2014, uh, what the cost was, but it was certainly prohibitive, I think, for most consumers. That's why you were, of course, addressing uh, the business end of things, a B2B, if you will. But now the B2C or business-to-consumer operation uh, is very exciting. Do you have a price yet and an, a, a potential availability on the Omni for the home? Yep, absolutely. And the Omni for the home, we call the system Omni One. Uh-huh. Omni One is our upcoming home system. It's not ready yet. We plan to start shipping by the end of this year. Good. Uh, the price will be, it's still not for everybody. It's uh, around, it's $2,000 for the complete system, okay. uh, including a headset. So it's a complete entertainment system that works out of the box. Uh, it's, you know, towards our investors, we often use the term Peloton for gamers. Oh, I like that. And and it's a great analogy because it does kind of drive that point home because you are writing it, if you will. You are engaged. And a lot of folks listening and, of course, watching the video at intotomorrow.com are able to say, yeah, VR is very cool. We've talked about it for years, of course. But we've also talked about how with the exception of some gaming, it really hasn't found a niche, it seems, in these last many years. But then you take it an amazing giant step further, I think, with the Omni. So tell me, first of all, what you think is the, the current state of VR in gaming and where, do, where are we headed into tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. VR took, a, uh, took some time to take off uh, mass market. Uh, it really f- followed the, the Gardner hype cycle, for those who are familiar with that. It was a peak of the hype in 2015, 16, and then the trough of disillusionment. You know what, VR is not taking off as much. There's not yet tens of millions of headsets in the field. What's going on? And now we are in this, what I call a slope of enlightenment. VR is now steadily taking off. Uh, Oculus Quest, for example, which is a a consumer product, $300 for the headset, great headset. They are approaching the 10 million unit mark. So Mm. certainly getting there, now finally getting to that mass market adoption. 
we indeed take it to the next level. With the Omni, you're not just sitting down, you're not just standing in place with a headset on and pushing buttons on, on a controller to move around. With the Omni, you, you are physically moving around, walking around, running around inside that virtual world. Uh, so we do take it to take it to the next level. It's almost like in the movie Ready Player One. You know, some uh, have seen that movie. That that's really what we offer. It's it's we put players inside the video game or inside the, the virtual world. In fact, you really help a player to be one with the game in every sense of the word. I mean, we talk about these VR headsets, you know, Facebook's Oculus, all this other stuff, and that's fine for some people, but. You're not knocking over a coffee table or tripping over the dog or or something of that nature. You're actually immersed in a game. And when it calls for walking or even running or backing up and so forth, you're doing it. And you've got wireless controllers. Again, we're showing this on the video right now at intotomorrow.com. So you've got to really see this. Even if you're not into gaming, this is awesome. This is truly a cool product, I think. Yeah, th- thank you, Dave. And, and it's beyond gaming. Uh, gaming is certainly a clear application. Uh, lots of gamers out there that want to be truly immersed in, in the game, and that's what this offers. But beyond gaming, you can think of uh, you know, virtual tourism, you know, walking around inside uh, Paris wow. uh, it, it, virtually. Yeah. Or uh, enterprise applications as well, like training and simulation, exercise and fitness, you know, trade shows, events social gathering. So there's many more applications beyond gaming of VR and of the Omni specifically, which truly allows you to move around naturally inside those virtual worlds. And that, that makes a big difference, uh, highly immersive. And, and Jan, you bring up yet another good point, and that is even just a physical fitness opportunity. I mean, I'm lucky if I manage to get on my run-of-the-mill treadmill, you know, standard treadmill, but I can't even do that if, if I don't have the TV on across the room and crank it up and try to be somewhat motivated in that sense. But if I if I'd used an Omni, I would see that, number one, I'm not going to fall off the treadmill either. Explain to the radio audience who have yet to see this video um, how that works, how you're kind of, in a sense, strapped in. But I don't mean that in a confining way. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are held in place with Omni One. You wear a, a, a vest uh, that is part of the, uh, the system. And, and you are right. You, you cannot fall. You cannot trip. You're securely in place, but you are able to move around in 360 degrees. And you are correct. You are burning calories while playing video games. Oh, yeah. It is a treadmill. You are walking or running. Some of our players are running at full speed, you know, playing a first-person shooter game, highly intense. And 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 that, that part is, a, is appealing to, to many. Hey, I can play video games, but hey, this, this may also help me stay in shape. Or parents who want to get their kids off the couch uh, hey, play the Omni. At least you're moving around and not, and not sitting on on your butt. So, so no, that's yeah, that, true. It's a nice side benefit. What what a great marketing opportunity! Hey, parents, get your kids off their butts. Uh, I think right there you're going to get a lot of attention. Oh, how do I do that? Uh, and then work on some financing or something, and they'll say, you know what, it's very worth it by all yeah. means. So now, uh, again, for the radio audience yet seeing the video, and you've got to do that when you have a chance at intotomorrow.com. If you're driving, don't be looking at the radio. The point is, imagine. Imagine kind of an oversized satellite dish is probably a good way to describe it that you're walking on, that you're standing on, um, and you're literally moving inside this uh, concave disc, I guess is a good way. How do you describe the base? 
Yeah, you did that pretty well, Dave. A <laughs> concave uh, dish is uh, is a good way to put it. Yeah. Good. And now, do you need special shoes or something? Because it looks like you're doing moonwalking in some cases, or or kind of like Michael Jackson, where you're sliding. And it seems mm. to me that you can't do that in like a regular pair of sneakers. You just get stuck there. <laughs> exactly. The whole technology is based on low friction. So it, it, it's a treadmill, but it doesn't have moving parts. It's not that you have belts you know, rolling around in, in various directions. It's actually based on low friction. It's a low friction base. Good. And you also wear low friction shoes. Uh, so you basically slide on this dish, but the shoe is designed as such that it mimics a natural gait. So to your brain, it actually feels like you're walking on a treadmill, yeah. um, but but you're actually sliding. So that that's really the, the key to this technology. Jan, there is so much more to talk about that if you don't mind, we're going to take a quick break, pay a couple of our bills, especially to be able to afford something like this, and then come back and talk more with Jan Goodluck, the founder and CEO of Virtuix. It's V-I-R-T-U-I-X dot com. And be certain to come by intotomorrow.com and check out this video especially. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks On Site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way. We'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're talking with the founder and CEO of Virtuix and Run Around in VR. This is full body virtual reality and esports for your home as well coming up later this year. We're talking to Jan Goodluck. I understand, Jan, that you organize a lot of esports events as well. Does that include the Omni and and being able to do some virtual reality gaming with it? Yeah, exactly. Esports is an up-and-coming trend. It's basically competitive gaming, video gaming, people Mm -hmm. making money and being part of teams playing video games, uh, which is becoming more and more popular here in the U.S. And it seems like more and more people making money doing that, which is interesting. A lot of people are like, wow, must be nice. I love to play video games. Imagine doing it for a living. Well, it doesn't happen to a lot of people, but those that can achieve that, good on them. Good on them, but they will tell you that it's no longer just a hobby. They work out, they have a training regimen. It's intense. It's almost like, it's it's like, literally like being a a professional athlete. Uh, Most of them will tell you that it's, no longer that much fun either you know, once you do it competitively. Yeah. But but we do it too with our uh, Omni Arena attraction, which we have at places like Dave & Buster's, those kind of entertainment venues I mentioned. And there's weekly and monthly esports contests with a $100,000 prize pool. Wow. And so every week players come play. They can play on the Omnis and they can win prizes if they, if they hit the, the highest score. 
And the neat thing is that we add a physical element to that video gaming because, yes, it's a video game, but, hey, you are also physically active on the Omni. So we add wow. physicality to the eSports part, which is really exciting, both for players and also for the audience. And I like the fact that it doesn't seem that there is much of an opportunity to hurt yourself, as I mentioned earlier, with just a plain VR headset. You want to try to walk around a little bit. You may be tripping. I've seen way too many people doing that, even at game developer conferences or trade shows and stuff. It's like, really? You know, they rope off an area and they, they're standing by to catch you when you fall. That's not likely to happen with the Omni. Won't happen. No, you are <laughs> held in place and strapped in place. So, yeah, no no one's falling uh, on the Omni. Good. Now, is there an age limit, uh, lower and upper, for the Omni? Yeah, it's basically the age limit for VR in general. Uh, younger kids, let's say five years, six years and younger, tend to have a hard time seeing through the VR glasses because their their eyes are still too close together. And their so heads the are too small to hold it, probably. Yeah, the, the VR headset is too big, and you yeah. hear them say, oh, I can't, it's blurry, it's blurry, I can't see. So typically for VR in general, I'd say seven years is probably the minimum age and then there's no and then there's no upper upper limit uh, frankly as so. long as you can stand and walk at, right. at whatever right. age yep. <laughs> you you'll be you'll be fine with it jan where do you see virtual reality headed into tomorrow in general certainly i'm guessing uh, a lot more of the omni sort of scenario uh, but do you think we're going to see some more ebbing and flowing and ups and downs if you will I think it's only up from here. I think we're on that slope of enlightenment of the Gartner hype cycle, as I, as I mentioned. Yeah. So it's slowly and steadily gaining bigger and bigger and bigger audiences, more users, more consumers, more headsets in the field. Uh, the technology is very good now. You no longer need a gaming PC to power VR. These standalone headset, you put it on your head, self-contained. Everything just works easily out of the box for everybody. That That's the game changer. So yeah, I think VR, VR will become more and more dominant as a form of entertainment, uh, gaming, but also more and more for other applications. I do think we'll, we'll start moving more towards Ready Player One, towards that, that movie where mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people start to spend a lot of time in VR, whether that's for gaming or other applications. Sure. And whether that's with the Omni or without the Omni, of course, the cool kids have the Omni. <laughs> of course, the, the cool rich kids at the moment. Uh, but in the meantime, though, uh, is it easy to add other games, whether it's gaming or, or ultimately to add videos for virtual tourism or some uh, physical fitness kind of videos? Uh, is it like plugging in a USB or something of that nature to, to add more games? Since you mentioned there's not a standalone PC involved. Yeah, no, the games are part of the, the game store that is part of the self-contained headset. Okay. Uh, it's almost like a mobile phone on, on your head, frankly. Oh, gotcha. uh, and so there's a game store on, on the headset. Uh, yeah, games for VR are typically designed in a, what is called a game engine, Unity or Unreal Engine 4. So there's some work there. Uh, we have a, a kit that easily integrates with existing content, existing games. So it's not that difficult to integrate our device specifically into existing VR games. Uh, but it, it's a bit more involved than just a video. It's really creating a whole 3D environment. Sure. But there's tools nowadays that make that uh, more and more easy and, and quick. And, Jan, you mentioned earlier Dave & Buster's. Is that a, the, one of the kinds of places where folks can can see and even experience the Omni? 
That's right. Yeah, we are at over 500 entertainment venues around the world with our commercial system, awesome. uh, including Dave and Buster's here in the U.S., uh, Sky Zone, uh, trampoline parks, those type of venues. Many of those have, have an Omni system. Terrific. And that's the kind of place you want to take uh, the family. And then when they have such a great time, then work on, you said it's available by the end of this year. So maybe just in time for Christmas. <laughs> so yep. the whole family yeah. can decide that's what we want for Christmas in the game room. Terrific. Get them off the butts, off the couch <laughs> and, and on to the Omni. Exactly. Yep, exactly right. Yeah, there's, and, and Omni One specifically, you can find more information information at invest.vertrix.com. We're doing a small financing round even for Omni One, which is, is breaking records. But anyone who's mm-hmm. interested in that aspect, how can I participate? How can I invest in, in a company like ours? Actually, you can today. Uh, at invest.vertrix.com. Uh, you'll see more information there. I understand you're working with uh, Regulation A crowdfunding. What does that mean real quick? Yeah, exactly. This is a new regulation since a few years now that allows everyday investors to invest in technology startups uh, like ours, for example, filed with the SEC, so official. Uh, usually that, before that wasn't possible. Everyday investors could not invest in tech startups. You could not invest, for example, in Facebook or Amazon or those kind of companies yeah. in their early days. You had to wait until they went public. Nowadays, with Reg A, Regulation A, you can invest in tech startup like ours. And we're doing such a campaign right now. It's almost 100% funded, I shall say. It's a $15 million round. Wow. And we're at $13 million today. And it's over April 2nd. So we're at the tail end. And it's broken records, frankly. It's, it's gone beyond our wildest dreams. So we're very happy with it. But it, it is indeed possible now to invest and participate in, in the upside potential of of VR and a product like ours. Oh, terrific. And that's because you have something that is truly of interest to a lot of people. Again, as I said, even if you're not into gaming, you've got to check out the Omni. And you can do that at Virtuix.com. It's V-I-R-T-U-I-X. Dot com. We'll get you there, of course, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. And you're going to do that because you've got to see the video of my interview with Jan. And we're showing you the Omni. And we're even taking a peek at the uh, consumer version of the Omni in this video as well. So do check it out. Run Around in VR is a great way to talk about it. It's a full body virtual reality and esports for your home. And it's coming from Virtuex. Jan, thanks so much for joining us. Make sure we stay in touch when it is out on the market and available by the end of this year. we got to have you back on at the very least to talk more about it. Thank you so much, Dave, for having me. Th- thanks. It's my really pleasure. It. I'm Dave Graveline, bringing you further into tomorrow, right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. Welcome back into tomorrow on this Memorial Day weekend. Please don't forget to remember our fallen troops from the beginning of our country. 
until now. That's what Memorial Day is all about. Not just your fun barbecues and gatherings and mattress sales and car deals and that sort of thing. But remember the meaning of Memorial Day. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry, the most flexible tools in podcasting. Go to Blueberry.com and claim your free trial. That's Blueberry without the E's, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Ah, very cool. Patients with chronic pain, oh, hello, hands up, often hesitate to take powerful pain meds, but the pandemic has made it difficult to get to physical therapies for treatment. Well, a smartphone may be the answer. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Osteoarthritis is a painful chronic condition that affects nearly 1 in 10 adults in the U.S. Traditional treatments include physical therapy sessions to ease painful joints. Doctors also often prescribe pain management medications. But many patients hesitate to take strong painkillers, such as opioids, and over-the-counter pills may not be effective. And the pandemic has made it difficult to have in-person physical therapy sessions. A new app from Sweden called the Joint Academy allows physical therapists to review patient performance of exercises that they do at home. The system also provides daily support messages and reminders. A published study with a control group indicated that the Joint Academy system is more effective than conventional treatment. The test group saw a drop in their self-reported pain score that was six times greater than the control group. And in another study, subjects reported 44% reduction in joint pain. Telehealth and remote patient monitoring are already making a huge impact on how health care is delivered. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alfred. What a clever name for a company or an institute that's, that's working with arthritis problems. The Joint Academy. Yeah. Because it's not smoking marijuana. That's not that kind of right. joint. Well, it reminds me of a chiropractic clinic down the street here. It's called The Joint. And I first thought of that same thing. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I haven't seen that. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit D-E-X-C-O-M, Dexcom.com. Victor in North Pole, Alaska, listens on News Radio 970 KFBX. Hello, Victor. Welcome into tomorrow. I have internet access and I have uh, the gigabit speed. And I just recently purchased a Netgear wireless mesh to give me better coverage throughout my whole house. But the internet provider now saying that I'm using too much bandwidth. And just this month alone, they say I've used over five terabytes, and I can't figure out what is using. I haven't added any other new hardware other than my router. Now, they suggest maybe it's a a virus, which I've run virus scans, or somebody's using my Internet, which I've changed everything when I put the new router in. I'm trying to find out if there's some app or some program that I can use that can tell me what device is using the most bandwidth. Any help would be appreciated. Thank you. Well, it's our pleasure, Victor. We're going to do our best to help you out. But those pesky Internet service providers, darn them. But that's a lot of, of, of activity, a lot of data. Your router, though, will actually do it for you. The first thing we should mention is that you may need to upgrade its firmware since older versions didn't have this feature. Now, after you do that, go into the settings and turn on something called Dynamic QoS. That means dynamic quality of service. 
Yeah, the idea is that the router analyzes what devices are using more bandwidth and tries to prioritize the things you need, which is nice and all, but what we want is the reporting functionality that comes along with that. Exactly. Uh, Now, if you let it run for a while and then go back into the settings, you'll find a table listing each of your devices, and next to each, you'll see how much bandwidth it's been using. Uh, After that, it's just a matter of figuring out why. For example, 4K TV will use several gigabytes per hour, so maybe the culprit is something like that. Still, five terabytes is a good deal of data, so it's worth having a look. Um, You'll probably be able to cut that down. Yeah, because at least you're going to find out, Victor, if it is something within your network or not. Uh, And I know you already said that you changed everything. I assume you meant your passwords and so forth, so that no neighbor is getting in and using up all that kind of bandwidth. That's five terabytes, you're right, is humongous. You know, and, and while you can add up very quickly, if you're doing a lot of streaming, of, especially of movies or TV shows and stuff, five terabytes is way more than the average bear. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I live alone, and I, I get, I think, with my Comcast service, uh, one and a half terabytes free per month before they start charging extra. Yeah. It's not free, right. but included. included. Yeah. And, it, you know, and I noticed one month that I got, for the first time in years, I got an, an email from Comcast saying that I've used 75% of that bandwidth. In the whole month. In the whole, in the whole month. Of wow. course, this was the last day of the, of the billing cycle, so yeah. I wasn't too worried. But then I realized that I had recently gotten a 4K TV, which meant I was streaming more 4K content. Yeah, because 4K, of course, uses a lot more bandwidth right. than just regular HD. Right. So, and also, if you're, one of the kind, if you're the kind of person that can't tell the difference between the 4K and HD, which a lot of us can't unless you're sitting real close to that 4K TV, maybe go down to the regular HD resolution, and that'll save mm-hmm. a lot of data usage. Although for nature shows... You really want it in well, 4K. Yeah. But you're right. You don't necessarily have to, and most people can't tell the difference. Right. So if, if, you're, up, if you're up against those kind of uh, data caps, you might want to consider you know, ditching the 4K resolution and going down to the, just the 1080p. Yeah, and just treat yourself occasionally to a really good movie or, or a nature show or one of those kind of things where, where 4K would make a difference and perhaps you'd notice the difference. But I don't think that's Victor's problem. It doesn't right. sound like he's watching you know, 24-7 a bunch of 4K stuff. But it could be any number of things where maybe a smart TV isn't quite so smart and is somehow sucking up bandwidth when it's off. Yeah, well, and when I've had Cameron over for the weekend, I've gone into his room and you know first thing in the morning, and he's been asleep, but his TV's been running all night. So that, yeah. of course, has been using a lot of the data. Yeah, because he's on YouTube or any number of things, yeah. just watching and watching and watching until he dozes. Don't you have that uh, auto-off feature on the TV? Yes, but then I have a son who just turns it right back turns on. Turns it back on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Victor, let us know if our suggestions worked out for you. And especially, you've got us curious, too. Where is all that five terabytes being used? And is what's the culprit or who's the culprit? Let us know so we can help you even further into tomorrow.com. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills just pour them in and hero does the rest so easy to use and saves me so much time i never miss a dose i'm never late for a dose anymore and that is so critical to me 
What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use and I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget did I take that pill or not because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Thanks for tuning in to Tomorrow on this Memorial Day weekend. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text RADIO to 35000. Jake in Colfax, Washington, listens on KMAX. Hello, Jake. Welcome into Tomorrow. I just got a car with an older radio. It's like a 2013 Nissan, but it has a 2008 radio on it hmm. do you guys know like if android auto would work on it and also on a side note like how does android auto work i guess <laughs> that's great questions not actually. as good as apple carplay no it does <laughs> it works well but jake any aftermarket android auto head unit will work on it any android auto radio will do all the work as long as you just give it power from the same inputs any normal radio would take. Yeah, the only thing that will affect compatibility and overall experience is whether you can get a double DIN or a single DIN unit. Now, that means the height, basically, of the radio. Right. Yeah. And you'll be able to figure that one out right away just by looking at your current car radio. Uh, smart car radios are one of those very rare technologies that play nice with older partners, in this case, cars. Ironically, cars don't play nice with newer phones at all, and their stock radios can randomly lose features because they're never updated. So you're probably saving yourself a headache by installing an Android auto radio if you want to count on being able to pair it with your phone. Yeah. And it really is very easy to do, generally. It's like pairing Bluetooth headsets or any other thing that you would pair in that manner. It works very well. Android auto. And if you happen to be an iPhone-y, Apple CarPlay. So, yeah. Jake, let us know what you end up doing, and hopefully it works out for you. By the way, Jake, do you and everyone else listening get our free once-a-week tech newsletter? We hope the answer is yes. And if not, please run, don't walk, to intotomorrow.com. little box pops up, asks only for your email address, which we never share with anyone. We don't spam you either. Put your email address only in there. And then you'll get another email. So stand by for that that says click this link to confirm. It's a double opt-in program because we don't spam anyone. And voila, you'll be getting it. There's tech news. Go figure. There's some hmm thoughts to make you smile. A lot of people like to scroll down, read those first, chuckle, and then go back and check out who's on the show this week and what prizes are available and all kinds of other goodies. And Beth's tech tip this week, uh, you can honor the fallen via your tech with online memorials, history lessons, and social media. Yeah, and unfortunately, even though it's Memorial Day weekend, it kind of reminds us that death is inevitable. Well, don't make it harder on those you leave behind. In this week's tech newsletter, we tell you how to let loved ones manage passwords sensitive data, and social media profiles after you die. Remind me to do that before my surgery next week. Okay. I'm not thinking weird, but you never know. Check us out at intotomorrow.com. 